Hello, horror fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Whoa! The The horror. Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can check our website for our full catalog and our social media presence at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. You can do those things. You can. And you can succeed at it if you try. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I got a nice Mm -hmm. lineup here. You do. Apple cider Mm -hmm. and some raspberry tea. I have uh, lemon lavender tea and ice water. Oh, it's just so good. (laughs) I can't have apple cider all the time. Right. But there's that fall stretch. And even there, like, I'm not a chronic user of it, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, I need apple cider, and I need it now. Is it your precious? No, maybe. I don't know, <laughs> but I can go through a gallon of it like nobody's business. Yeah, see, I can't pull that kind of move. because. Yeah. Well, then you're in, you're in the office, quote unquote. I'm filing for... paperwork for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, I think that's why I'm not a chronic drinker of it correct correct however i will give props to the greatest cider that i've ever had yes saratoga apple whoop, whoop. yep saratoga you new york bow, 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 bow. Uh, not right at the ready <laughs> we just had it right there now saratoga apple right um east of Sar- the village of saratoga or mm-hmm. city or whatever they want to call it i would say it's really more schuylerville than it is it's more towards Skylerville. Yeah. Yeah. But damn, it's good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's literally like drinking uh, just like a pure apple. Because the It's not watered is. down. No. It's not, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I know every time we had Halloween parties, we had that there. Oh, we did. And everybody would just like beverage porn off yes. of the, yes. the cider. Well, Even though they were getting cranked on booze and yeah. wine, because we would have wine there and we would have beer. and Yep. And eventually that's what took over. But the apple cider never lasted. Yeah, we did bring uh, Saratoga apple cider to my Uncle Wayne. And yeah. yeah. he just turned to me and he goes, you're right. This is the best It's cider. in a league of its own. It truly is. It really it is. It truly, truly is. I don't know if they deliver that stuff, like if they mail it out or whatever. Uh, but if you're ever in the Saratoga area. Yeah. I know that everybody. Do yourself I know, a favor. I know everybody thinks. Treat yourself. <laughs> I think, you know, I know everybody thinks you got to go to the raceway and you got to go Mm-mm. to the village. And there's just places you got to eat. You got to eat at Hattie's and have amazing fried chicken there. Right. And Correct. There's things you got to do. But like Saratoga that Apple. should be on the list of things you got to do. Saratoga Apple's like the local. Yeah. It's like a local uh, thing. That. And their apples are delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't even waste your time picking them. No. Just go in. But and, I'm just telling you right now, yeah. if you had a choice between getting like a bushel of apples or a bag of apples or a gallon of cider, get the cider. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's really all there is to it. Yeah. I know they're doing other things there too. They're doing like apple booze or whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what happened because it's been, it's been years since I've been there, but. Yeah. Watch. They probably it's don't even stuff. do cider anymore. <laughs> they were closed two years ago, Frank. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Great. I take it all back. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Krampus. Crippity, crappity, clippity, clompity. I've been trying to come up with something and I just can't get there. But yeah, Krampus. Yeah, I know. We we're off to the baptism and you were talking about how you were working all week on some sort of catchphrase for yeah, Krampus. Yeah, he needs something. He needs something. And it's got to have the k- 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 crickety, crickety, clappity, crampy Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. We I might thought, get uh, there. I thought researching this was going to be pretty like open and shut because Krampus is a pretty like, yeah. Famous Krampus figure, is Krampus. You know, uh, um, not so much. No, I mean there was stuff to be had, but yeah, there's a lot of conflicting information with Krampus. Well, I mean, there's conflicting information with everything that we do. Well, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to have a topic where it's like open and shut. A, B, C, D. The end. Well, it just it feels like every <laughs> single one, like we had the premise. Like, yeah. Like with trolls, I yeah. had to put the premise out. Right, by the way, listeners, yeah. there is no solid evidence, physical evidence There's of a troll. No definitive Ladies evidence. and gentlemen, yeah. this is Bigfoot today. Uh, just a disclaimer there's no. Large pointing physical evidence of a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing vampires, <laughs> etc. There are no vampires. Et cetera, et cetera. Et well, cetera, et cetera. They say they're vamp see, like vampires, I think this. Like the the fang sucking blood type thing, no. No. But the emotional The emotional va- vampire, vampire is yes, real. It is real. Yeah. yeah. Because even uh, we live in the shadows. Is that what it's called? What we do in or the shadows. Or what we do in the shadows. Yes. Like, all those characters are hilarious. But the emotional vampire is the one you cling to. Yeah. Colin Robinson. When Colin yes. Robinson talks, you're just like, I know eight oh, people like God. him. God. Yes. Where they just suck the <laughs> yeah. life out of you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 None so of maybe, those other. Maybe we should do an episode on an emotional, emotional vampirism. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And we'll do like a top 10, top 10 emotional oh, vampires. Lord. They'd have to be TV characters for everybody to know. I couldn't just be like, hey, it's Joe that I worked with two jobs it's ago. Bob. Or, or Bob or Steve. <laughs> you know, they're all going to be like, yeah, yeah. When okay. you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying like on that show, that's the character you connect with the most. Yeah. At least for me. Like the yeah. other ones, they're funny, they're yeah, hysterical, yeah. and they got their no, kooks and cracks. Colin Robinson but, like, strikes a chord. Colin Robinson is real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And the funny part is, is like they talk in a show, like like he dresses that way, he acts that way. He like, talks that like, way. Like he just like, shows yeah. up. Like all of them got to do the costuming and yeah. all that stuff. Nope. No, he just drives in on his Volvo probably and just like walks out of the car, takes his earbuds out. Some book he's uh, listening to. Yeah. 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 And, and then just, and then just reads the script. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He just says the script. He doesn't, yeah, you know. He does. Oh boy. Yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to Krampus. 
disclaimer. Yeah, so there is not a half man, half goat uh nah. dude. Like that's 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 how Krampus is described. So there's yeah. just to be clear. Yeah, because there is no, we're in a weird age today where everybody's no taking remains. her statement, you know. <laughs> Nobody can add one plus one. I'm a half man, half yeah. goat creature. And plus, you're in luck. It's path, past the path. It is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. <laughs> it's past the 5th of December. It is. Because for all of you folks that are concerned about Krampus, he's well and gone. The fifth yeah. of December. Yep. He's he's come and gone already. Basically, but we'll start from the beginning. Okay, let me sum up. <laughs> Sources. <laughs> yes. You're first. I have an article from history.com, mm-hmm. Krampus Christmas Legend Origin, oh. and then two articles from National Geographic. Uh, one is Krampus the Christmas Santa Devil, and the other is uh, how Krampus the Christmas Devil became cool, and they. Sp- spoke with in that article the man who helped make the demon like beast popular in the US. Mm. Uh I'm gonna put a disclaimer on that. He's the only one making this claim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I'm going to be fair, uh his reasoning for it is a bunch of postcards and like greeting cards. Mm. And I've not seen a single one. Yeah. So we just came from the Hallmark stores. So. Correct, correct. <laughs> Krampus was not there. He didn't have a section, mm-mm, you know, mm-mm, 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 and he wasn't mm-mm, in the mm-mm, in the Christmas mm-mm. section either. No, I had. Uh, I always do my brief uh, overview and wiki just to get my uh, my thoughts rolling, mm-hmm. and then uh, I did do the uh, the Krampus Christmas Santa Devil one yep. from National Geographic, Nat Geo. <laughs> and uh, history.com had a kind of uh, legend slash origin thing. Yeah, I did that Smithsonian one. Smithsonian Mag I checked out because I always like to see what their take is on thing. And then um, <laughs> I actually read, it's not really a source, but there's this place it's called Krampus Fest. Nice. And it's actually a thing that they do. And they're over here in the States. They do so, that. So Salem, Massachusetts does Krampus not on yeah. December 6th where they do have yeah uh people dressed up as Krampus and they do like a uh a parade type thing. So they do celebrate Krampus. Yeah. Do they um, there? Do you have to get those tickets ahead of time online and get a Stop uh, it. Uh, uh, Stop it. A negative Stop covid it. test for it? <laughs> no, it's outside. I'm not venting about our last vacation there, promise. It's, uh, <laughs> promise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's who I had, and like, yeah, the Krampus Fest thing was funny. Um, they basically they do this annual uh, annual deal, and I'm trying to see where it's just this couple that bought a. I think they bought a property in Pennsylvania, Shillington, Pennsylvania is where they live. They live in a Victorian house mm-hmm. that they're restoring, and they have a uh, on their About Us page. They have a bunch of pets. Okay, they have four cats named Midnight, Pumpkin, Jinx, and Ember, and so three dogs named three Precious, Gallifrey, and, and Griffin. One of them is orange. Hey, we don't judge on this show. I'm just kidding. Uh, we judge all the time. 
We do. Yeah. <laughs> you are not going to yeah. find more opinions than you will. In yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, but they do this. Uh, they do this thing every year. I don't know if do they, they do it do on it. the sixth. I don't know. Actually, now that I'm reading that, I don't even know if they do anything. I think they just. Well, they call it Krampus Fest. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. All However, right. the original story of Krampus. What's the story, Morning Glory? The written record story of Krampus. Okay. Laid where you on go me. and you write anywhere, and you read this, and this is where I'm going to start getting getting carried away right away. Nice. Is you would hear that basically it's this uh, yin and yang force of St. Nick and Krampus. Correct. You got St. Nick on one side. You got Krampus on the other. Correct. You can't have good without the evil. Exactly. Or the good. However, the even like Smithsonian Mag and all these other ones would go on this hot, vengeful tip of, well, it's a pagan person, and it was before the Christianity stuff, but that's all they'd say. So I'm not I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. yes or no. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't agree with them. But the fact is, is if you're going to go on a statement like that, why don't you just add three sentences or a paragraph of where you got that information, maybe some yeah. holidays that they talked about where that mm -hmm. occurred, mm -hmm. but they just said that. Even Smithsonian Mag, who I, oftentimes I really want to put Smithsonian Mag on a very like high part of the list yeah, of can't. a source, and you can't. No. And that's stuff like that that drives me nuts, because I'm sitting there reading about it, and they just, you know, yeah, it's the story of this, but what people don't really understand, you know, the things, it has nothing to do with Christmas. And instead, they uh, date it back to pre-Germanic page. I'm reading this okay. verbatim. Okay. Instead, they date back to pre-Germanic paganism in the region. His name originates with the German Krampen, which means claw. You tell him, Dino. And yeah. tradition has it that he is the son of the Norse god of the underworld, Hell or Under, heal. Underworld. Yeah. Underworld. What did yeah. I say? Underword. Underword? <laughs> I like that. That's a I'm gonna keep that. And then that's all they say. Right. And then it says, Well, during the twelfth century, the Catholic Church attempted to banish Krampus celebrations covers his resemblance to the devil. And the more eradication attempts followed in nineteen thirty-four just jumped up yeah. hundreds of years. At yeah. the hands of Austria's conservative Christian social party, but none of it held. And Krampus emerged as a much feared and beloved holiday force. This is literally on Smithsonian <laughs> Mag. And this is the only time they talk about the paganism end. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I, I wanna I yeah. wanna get that story. Cause there was a lot of winter festivals. Yeah. There was a ton of winter festivals before Christianity came up. And and no one's like Lying about that. Like, no one's sitting there trying to hide it. Like, But here's the other thing. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm going to broach this delicately. Everything before Christianity was pagan. And when Christianity was starting to become popular, they incorporated the pagan traditions into their traditions because they knew the people were going to do these things anyway. Yeah. Like having a Christmas tree. Is yeah. pagan. Yeah. Having the lighting candles is pagan. Yeah. Like all of these things that you that you're doing all the time. So okay, you're going off on Krampus. Yeah. For being 
pagan and the yeah. the devil god. Yeah. But what you don't understand is you are doing, whether you realize it or not, this- pagan traditions every time you celebrate a holiday. Well, yeah, but that's where I got to laugh. Like, they'll go on this riff about yeah. this, but it's like, yeah. look, if you're agnostic or atheist and yeah. you share gifts with your friends and family on Christmas, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I, this is where I just like, it's just stupid, you know? Yeah. So that's where I don't, I really, I'm not surprised that this has been along for a long time. Right. I think well, it was a lot of tales, at but the originally end of the day, let's, it's a morality tale. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, like, you know, Krampus basically, for those who don't know who Krampus, this is what we always do. We get on a ref and then we're <laughs> we like, wait, 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 we gotta wait, tell we everybody what we're talking who about. He is yet. <laughs> we gotta tell everybody what we're talking about. Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure, and it's basically it's onus, and ev- there's no denying this. Everyone's talking on all the resources that you read from that it's Central and Eastern Alpine folklore. Correct. Who really uh, just Austria and kinda, Germany are Austria and Germany are yep. the ones that that did this. Yes. Now, even when you hear that Austria and Germans did this, this really kind of makes you question where things were in the history of things. Right. Now, Austria's been around for a long time. It's got a lot of long time roots even before. Right. You know, we're talking BC era. It wasn't named Austria at the time, but there was a presence of people right. in Austria. So this, again, supports more of the the pagan type stuff. Yes. Now, I got to laugh because everybody just says, oh, everything before Christianity was pagan. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. It hasn't been pagan forever. All this stuff kind of morphed around and, and, and got different shapes to it. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is no one's going to know who who started what or whatever. Right. But you hit the nail on the head. It's the story. It's the good and evil story. And it's it's yeah. it's basically so the, the story of Krampus is, is that two weeks we're going to start with Christmas and work backwards and around. But two weeks before Christmas on December 5th, the legend says that St. Nick and Krampus go Both. together. Yes, correct. And they see who were well-behaved children. Yes. And they would present gifts like dried fruit, walnuts, chocolate, oranges, things like that. Yes. And then the badly behaved ones would just receive punishment. Correct. And it'd be like birch rods, switch, or he'd like stuff them in his bag yep. and the carry kids him away. would yeah. and carry him away and the kids would disappear. And honestly, we could end the podcast right on that note right there. And that's Krampus. <laughs> we could. That's we could. Krampus. You yes. know, it's basically yeah. this story. And like people are doing it now with Elf on a Shelf. Yeah. You know, Elf on the Shelf's watching. The narc who goes to Santa. It's the narc now. You know, yeah. it's, it, you know, and and that was the whole good and bad dynamic. This is how they dealt with bad kids. You know what I have to say about the Elf on the Shelf? What's that? Snitches get stitches. <laughs> So you think like it'd be a cool idea like to scare the hell out of parents like they go to bed and if you were a little kid you just grab like the elf. You're not supposed to touch and, the elf like that's the whole thing. I know. Yeah. No, but, I think our first t-shirt should be like an elf face and it says snitches get stitches. Yeah. Yeah. Little bastard. <laughs> think we'd sell any of those? 
I know a ton of parents who would buy those. They might not wear them in front of their kids, but I bet they. they if would you're wear it interested loud and proud. in an L shirt with snitches, get stitches. Let us know. Email us at othisseriouslydecent.com, and I will build a store in a week. <laughs> I will have a store built, and you can get said shirt. Yeah. It's my commitment to you. Yeah. And it can't be just one person. It needs to be It needs. It needs to be enough to at least break even to on the work. To at least warrant the, yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah. I get that. However, yeah, so the 5th of December, they would do this, and and. They literally, the origin is uh, of the figure is unclear. A lot of them readily admit that, you know. Right, right. And they, they postulate it as having pre-Christian origins, which just by the look of it and the appearance, like a horned beast, mm-hmm. just has like the pagan roots. It really does. It really truly it, does, It just yes. like lives and breathes it. And that's why I wanted to go on the shout bit earlier because the only shout bit of it was is, oh, it has these roots, but we're not going to talk about any of them. Yeah. No. And no. and I get it. It's a long time ago. There wasn't that much. It, there, there wasn't a whole big written word. There wasn't any of that but stuff. But it should also be noted that pagan doesn't automatically equal bad. Jennifer, so, Jennifer, Jennifer, I'm Jennifer. sorry. I'm sorry. It's my lady brain. How dare it's you? It's my lady brain. My goodness. You know, um... <sighs> <laughs> I'll understand if you feel the need to replace me. You know, birch rods are heading your way. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, in Austria and Germany, the day is known as Krampusnacht or mm-hmm. Krampus Night, and adults would actually take this opportunity to dress as Krampus so that they could frighten the children at their homes. Yeah. So, I mean... I think this was parents who are like, these little bastards mm-hmm. have been assholes all year. Yeah. We I'm need something to keep up. them checked. I'm grabbing the, the skull that's got the horns on it. I'm putting that on my face, and I'm bringing in some switches, and I'm going to carry Bay on my back, and I'm going to tell him, this is what you get for being bad. And I'm gonna switch them with my my birch sticks. So, so that's what I'm getting. Like, you think they really beat kids and stuff like that? Oh, I bet they did. They were well. Like, I mean, we all know they beat kids. Yes. I, yeah. You know. Oh, I'm sure but, they. But did. you think they did it in the festival? Is what I'm getting at. Because I have no. a different interpretation. No, I. Think I think the they... festival was all fun. Like, oh, Krampus, stop! Don't chase me. You know, like. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think because it does say to frighten children at their homes. Yeah. So when they're in the privacy of their own home and they see all of a sudden, oh, we're not at the festival anymore, and Krampus is there. That's a clear message to them that they've been an ass. Well, that, but they do like child hunting. So it's yeah. it's like kind of that type of stuff. And and again, child hunting, just like it's playful chasing. Because right. I well, was reading, I can't have, remember what the um, source was. but Krampus was... Lof, which is literally Krampus Run. Yeah. And that's when they run to scare kids into behaving themselves. Yeah. But they're chasing after the It's a the Krampus kid. 5K. So it says... While the, the Krampus loft isn't tied to a specific day, it was a way for grown men to blow off steam while probably still scaring kids. <laughs> yeah, Austrian that. men would get drunk, run through the streets, dressed as Krampus, and the Krampus loft tradition continues to the present day, as does Krampus Knot. 
Yeah. Well, and also, like, there's an annual festival of the child hunting Krampus and all that. And in the Alpine towns, they, they celebrate that. They've held on to this, yeah. like, the whole time. Yeah. And I think it's cool. But they uh, had an issue at one point in time. I was reading off of something where there was an influx of refugees from Syria and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Like the festival's well loved in the area, but like the the refugees were like, the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> oh my god! Which is... Oh my god! Could you imagine? Yeah, you're leaving your war torn country, and, you, and you're just you're like, gonna like, we'll oh settle. my god, we barely got out with our lives, yeah. and they're breathing that sigh of relief because they've crossed the border, and no. they're like. And it's been good and for then, months. And then you see fucking Krampus. Chasing kids with a stick and a sack. Imagine imagine that. You're, you feel safe for months. You're just in this beautiful place. Everybody's nice. You finally relax. It's like, literally. Like you've lifted that weight off your shoulders and then. Bam. It's like a real life story of the Wicker Man or Midsummers. You know, like. Like, it's a real-life story of that. <laughs> they're just there for a few months, and they're like, this is great. They party a lot. They got a lot of gatherings. Okay. Why don't we go to this Christmas one called Krampus, you know? This is Krampus thing about. Yeah, and then see that, yeah. So, but they didn't cancel the parade. And this is what I thought was pretty clever of them. And I think a small country has just, like, the innate ability to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh the town officials decided to educate the newcomers. And oh, oh, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they actually were invited to like a presentation where they learned about the props, the costumes, and the right, customs of right. Krampus. Like I said, I think in a small country you can do that. Well, I also like a large think it's pretty co- country, cool because but they're I think actually that's cool. sharing well, and their, their partic- history and their culture. And they're, they're like, by the way, you're going to see some stuff that's going to be disturbing let us let us give you a a bird's eye view of what's happening we've been doing this for thousands of years (laughs) well but it was funny when i read that presentation because you know what i immediately thought of and of course i would think of this i thought of those videotapes that they sporadically got in the movie or in the show lost yes with the guy there he's like this station's the pearl You need to press the button every three minutes. You know, it's just like, I felt like it would have been great if they had in those like old, like eight millimeter films, you know. They just got a, they've just got this. They got a projector. They wheel the projector (laughs) out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they also have, um, so visual media, like uh, the printing press made way for the postcard industry and it experienced a boom in Germany and Austria in Mm -hmm. the 1890s. And they it made the way for Krampus Karten, which is essentially just Krampus cards. They were usually marked Gruß vom Krampus, which is greetings from Krampus, and it showed him stuffing a child into his satchel or preparing to hit one with his bundle of birch sticks. It either, like I said, it it either depicted him beating the the kids or leading them away in chains or carrying them off in his bag. Yeah, yeah. And then they also had cards that were a little more adult. So Krampus cards in the early 20th century show him punish, 
punishing children, but also proposing to women. So in some cards, Krampus is portrayed as a large woman whipping tiny men with her birch sticks and carrying them off in her satchel. Mm. And in other, a smiling woman dangles a defeated-looking Krampus in the air, holding his bundle of birch sticks behind her back. So, yeah. That's a different take. Yeah, so this gets us to... So for over a century, most Americans didn't know unless you were of that origin yeah, of that culture. culture. Yeah. They never saw a Krampus card or even knew who Krampus was. No. So in 2004, an art director and graphic designer, Monty Beauchamp, published a book of Krampus cards to help organ and helped organize an art show inspired by said cards. And he's the guy who's claiming he brought Krampus to, the to popularity in the States. So he, like I said, he's the only one making this claim. Yeah, that's bold. Um, he, yes, he has become iconic. Like since 2004, mm-hmm. he did get a movie. Etsy has a whole section of Krampus related items and cards. Yeah. Uh, you can get an ugly Krampus sweater to wear to your local Krampus party. Mm. Um, a Krampus ugly sweater party. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he, d- I think it's pretty bold to, to say, say that you single handedly the- brought. I won the West with Krampus. I introduced I Krampus did. to the I United did. States. <laughs> I sure did. See? Yeah. I mean, I'm not buying it. No. I mean, no. it's bold. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. But it, I, uh, I mean, I, he, it I think balls. I think probably more would be the actual culture bringing it over. Correct. That's that's who I'm going to give the props yeah. to. Yeah. Because there's a story of Bell's Nickel. Did you did you find that in your readings? Oh, there's references to Bell's Nickel and Net Ruprecht. Yeah. Where Bell's Nickel was bearded men, people who immigrated to Pennsylvania, and they brought again their German traditions with them. Yep. And Bell's Nickel was known in Pennsylvania in the early 1800s, amongst the Pennsylvania Germans. Uh, this was a character who visited homes prior to Christmas to check up on the behavior of the children, and showed up, you know, one to two weeks before Christmas, and often created fright because he always knew exactly which of the children misbehaved. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rap on the door in the window with his stick, and often the children would have to answer a question for him or sing some type of song. Sing, monkey, sing. You know, it's kind of like a troll. Yeah, but <laughs> and in exchange, he would toss candies on the floor, and if the children jump too quick for the treats, they might get end up getting struck with the switch. So France has Hans Strap and Peter Futar. Yeah. And uh, some of these helpers also have uh, Zwarte Piet. Uh, he's in the Netherlands. And they're also now, they're not cool either. Like, people are starting to go after Krampus while they're going after Bell's Nickel, Net Ruprecht. They're yeah. going after all these guys. Because apparently it is just sunshine, rainbows, and gumdrops all over the world. Mm-hmm. And there's... No negativity. There's no, 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 no. badness. There's yeah. there's none of that. Well, you can definitely see the pagan roots of it. 
getting back to that. You can't. The the big pagan roots of it is the horned beast. Mm-hmm. Like the horn I hate saying beast. Yeah. The horned he's, animal. He's half goat, half man. Yeah. And that's very pagan. That's just like it is. That like oozes pagan. It does. And if it couldn't ooze pagan anymore, it's the bundle of birch branches that he carries. Yeah. Because there's pagan uh, pagan origins that are called the rutan or rutin, mm-hmm. R-U-T-E-N. Mm-hmm. And that's bundles of birch bran- uh, branches. Yeah. Uh, and that's an actual term for it. Mm-hmm. They had significant in the pre-Christian pagan initiation rites. Mm-hmm. They were also replaced with a whip in some representations. But generally, it gets back to Krampus. He, you know, appears with a sack or a basket strapped to his back. That's to cart the evil, you know, children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. Yeah. Some of the older versions make mention of naughty children, you know, getting put in the bag and taken away. Yes. And this is basically, it's this typical companion story. He's the companion of like St. Nick or yeah. Zuarte Piet. Right, Dean? I got oh, things to say. My goodness, I don't like this Krampus guy. So, and he carries chains. Uh-huh. That's uh, you know, thrashes the chains, it's accompanied with bells. Mm-hmm. It's very old, uh like it definitely like the pagan roots of it are everywhere. Right. So right. I look at it this. Here's my here's my crackpot theory on Krampus that no one seems to be writing about. Okay. I think they had these winter festivals. Poor understood creatures, Krampus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood creatures they are. It's uh no, I think they had these winter festivals mm-hmm. and just get back to the whole tone of the winter festivals then. That was, you know, a lot of food was scarce. Basically these winter festivals brought on people together to just get through the winter. You yeah, know, it was and, to pool resources and to kind of pray to the gods for a not harsh winter so yeah, that they could so survive. So they could have a good survive and have a yeah. good harvest that that, that year that coming in. That upcoming year, yeah. And and also there's the solstice yeah. of like the change of how much light you're getting yes. through in a day. There was a, I think all that smashed in together. Yes, very much and, so. And then what you have... Is you're creating a holiday, mm-hmm. just doing kind of history 101 common sense view. Mm-hmm. And then what you have is this holiday where everybody's just got to plan it on a certain day. Mm-hmm. So it's on a certain day. This brings families, little kids, all that stuff. And then groups get together and say, hey, well, why don't we start sharing gifts Yeah, on these winter festivals? Mm-hmm. Because we're doing a bunch of shit all over in the summer. This is really the only thing we do in the winter yeah. as a group together. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, that's how these things are formed. Like, that's a common sense way to look at it. Yeah. Putting together factual things of history without knowing the story. And they would have now, used... I mean, granted, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but, but, but the fact is... they also would have used what they had at hand. Yeah. So let's be honest. When they're preparing... For, say, a good harvest or whatever, they 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 would make a sacrifice to the gods, and yeah. that sacrifice was to appease the gods, so that if they had pleased them enough, they would be rewarded with a good harvest or a good season or well, whatever. Yeah, but also and not to, yeah, they would ahead. have used goats, so they would have had the well, goat skulls with the with the horns. Yeah. but I mean, if you want to get down to where they came up with the the goat guy. 
you wear the the goat. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm getting. Head, yeah. But I'm getting at that even before that. It's just the fact that you had these this holiday form basically out of just a winter festival. Yeah. And it becomes because people have winter festivals for everything now. Yeah. You know, whether it's snowmobiling or whatever. And right. they have a date. It's that same date every year. Right. But you look back at this, this was a one festival where everybody got together. If people were light on food or provisions, they could get some relief. Mm -hmm. It was just this all-encompassing festival. Then what are you going to get? You know, now that people are giving gifts, you moved on to that next step, yeah. you know, where you're giving gifts. You got to have a mascot for all this stuff. Right. I mean, this is natural stuff that occurs naturally, whether religion's in it or not. It's yeah. just, it's human behavior. Yes. And you get a mascot with it. So you got the good mascot who's doing all this stuff. Then right. you realize you got all these little prick kids running around. And you're like, you know what? We need we to need send something. a, a we, message. We got to send a balance here. Correct. So let's get horn guy, yeah. you know, horn goat guy. And, and this will be the balance. Correct. Because everybody needs balance. For and every then, action, there's an equal yeah. and opposite reaction. Yeah. So if you're a shit, you're going to get beaten. Well, if you're good, you're going to get rewarded. And, and this is where... <laughs> You know, it's not, it, it, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out how Christianity took over so fast. No, you was don't. The fact is, is every belief structure back then was the gods are punishing you. Correct. The gods are punishing yes. you. You had this because the gods are punishing you. Yes. Where Christianity as a whole put that and spun it 180 degrees around and said, the God loves you. Yes. And it was a religion of love. Now, everybody's going to go off on the tip and, oh, love my ass. They hate this. They hate that. No, the idea, the concept of it. I'm not talking about what man did to it. Right. The yes. idea and the concept of Christianity was switched 180 degrees from all that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that a God did this because it, it hates you or is punishing you. God's doing this because he loves you and and you need this love to be a better person. Mm -hmm. And if you love and, and carry love with you, you can be a better person and God will give you grace mm -hmm. for, for that love. And that's what made Christianity spin off like a terror. Cause it you could have armies softer than. Oh yeah. Everything. But it was to hard towards evil. Yes. Like it, it just didn't evil yes. was a, a dangerous thing. Yes. And, and that's the thing is, is whether you agree with Christianity or not, the fact is, is that idea sells. Mm -hmm. It sells in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You hear people that say, well, if you're a good person, good things are going to happen around you. Christianity was saying that. Mm -hmm. That was a Christianity idea. I know the pagans want to take all the credit for it, but the pagans was based on a lot of fear. Yes. It was if you didn't do, you know, I mean, look at all the Roman gods and stuff they had there. Like if oh, you, yeah. if you fucked with the wind, you know, if yes. you, if you were pissed off at the wind, oh, they had a God of wind yeah, and you offended a, that God, God and that God's going to fuck you over now. Yeah. And, and that, uh, it got so complex. You had gods for everything. You couldn't keep track of whatever. Right. And, and Christianity just simplified it and just said, no, yeah. you got this one guy yeah. and his son. <laughs> I got this one guy, and then they've got yeah. this polar but I mean, opposite, like on the, so that you've got the you've got the, the you, light, and you can't have the light without the dark. Yeah, but even like with Christianity, you got the light, which is like Jesus, and you got God, who's the hand, basically. Yes, and 
And that's where it takes off. And that's where you can see Krampus getting more form and more speed. Because mm-hmm. they're, you know, as they're trying to, again, as you were saying earlier, accept existing customs and traditions yeah. into their their space. I can see why they would just uh, appreciate St. Nick. Yeah. So you could see where St. Nick was the big deal, and they yeah. were like, no, this Krampus figure's got to go. And then after a while, they were like, well, they like the Krampus thing, but you know what? And maybe some Christians at the time were saying this, maybe the Krampus idea is a good idea because yeah. it shows the light so in the dark. Yeah. You know? And like I said, we're doing that as harmless with Elf on the Shelf now. Yeah. Same thing. Snitches get stitches. It's the same thing. That little bastard sitting up there, and he's watching everybody. You yeah. Know, except he's reporting to your parents. He's not reporting to yeah. anybody, by the way. He's what? just a creepy doll. Elf on the Shelf's real. What are you talking about? Hey. No, it's a disclaimer. We hey. can't say yes or no. It is hey. a creepy looking little doll. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time, because, you know, I, we don't have kids. And I remember. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> to all your parents out there, good luck. I love my nieces and my nephew, but I'm not signing up for that. No, I can't do it. You know why? You know why I can't do it? I'm going to tell you. I say it all the time. I'm selfish, which is, I mean, it's a big one. And this gets into why I'm selfish. I love sleeping in. Yeah. Sleeping in is probably next to winning the lottery. Yeah. It's like the greatest thing you can do for yourself is sleep in. Yeah. And I know there's parents listening to this that haven't slept in in 18 years. And, and the, but fa- the rewards you get from <laughs> children far surpass your, uh, your I want to sleep uh, in sleep deprivation. And I'm not even saying sleeping in like four or five hours, like, like just an hour. Yeah. An hour sleeping in. Mm hmm. I remember one time I was golfing with Topher or something like that. And we were, we were sitting there joking around. It was a bunch of his buddies from down there. And, mm-hmm. you know, and something came up to the fact. And, like, I slipped. Because normally I don't like saying this shit around, like, Parents. people who have yeah. kids. You know, because. Because it's hurtful. It's, hurt, it's hurtful <laughs> and offensive. And I get it. But, like, I, I made the slip one day where I was like, yeah. I was like, Jen and I were out late. And I was like, and it was great. We didn't have anything going on in the morning. Dude, I slept for like 12 hours, 11, 12 hours. And I'm like in my late 30s telling him this story. And he just looked at everyone. He goes, when's the last time you slept for 11 to 12 hours? And they're all just like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. Who's shot next? Uh, who's, 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 Who's next on the tee? How about those Yankees? Yeah. I just like the idea of it. We wouldn't be able to do this podcast. No. I know there's people that do do it and have kids, and that's admirable, but. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But that gets to, like, these stories where it's just believable of how they'd form on their own. Yeah. And like I said, you know, now in today's age where you don't have anything like this, you got Elf on the Shelf. Same, same thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. not as, not as harsh. Right. But you also got to look back then. It was a harsh life then. It was. Everything was just harder. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you really want to send a clear message to your kids, and I'm sorry, but (laughs) 
there needs to be some sort of self-realization. So if people are telling you that your kid is misbehaving or your kid is being a jerk, odds are your kid is being a jerk. And if you want to send a clear message, don't do this. Not my kid. Well, yeah. You need to actually have that moment. And you know what would be better than the elf on the shelf? Fucking Krampus sitting right there. And I would, I like would a have, real Krampus. I would have a stuffed Krampus. I oh. know no dolls. That bastard <laughs> would be wherever that kid is. Yeah. See, I don't know how it, how else it goes on in the world, but like here in the states, and when I was getting older, I mean, there were times where I entertained the idea of like, you know, would I ever want kids and, and stuff like that? And that's <laughs> when I realized that I I was just raised in a different era. Yeah different era i was raised by pretty much like a a european type family mm-hmm. in that regard mm-hmm. uh, even but though my you were dad's also side raised was a little by up. parents who were from the city so they suffered no fools yeah i mean i had i had some hard parents yeah i mean they it was strict it was i had a lot of freedom right which was cuz my parents were from the city yeah uh i definitely had a lot more freedom than the, the other kids I, I grew up with. However, the rules were hard and fast. You had no... So, when you were growing up... Yeah. As part of your culture, was was there any reference at all to Krampus? No. Because they're be saying with you, the, here that it is a tradition in Austria, Germany, mm-hmm. Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic. Yeah. No, where drunken men dresses devils. Shocked, but, yeah, because I was interested in reading, because my, you know, disclaimer to the audience, my mom's side of the family is from, excuse me, the Slovak side of Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. And they were very Slovak. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I don't remember really any of that. But, of course, like, my grandmother might have said something when I was a kid, but I was just maybe too young. Mm-hmm. But Krampus, the the first time I ever even heard of Krampus was the movie. Hmm. And I forget when that came out, but it was hmm. it was either the movie or there was like a comic book or something like that. One right. or one or the other. And that was the first time I heard. It. But I heard of it like later in life, like teens, late teens, Got you it. know, up through there, and. It, you know, at that point in late teens, I mean, pretty much my mom's side of the family was gone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was my grandfather left for a a, a bit, my great grandparents, yeah. you know, but, but even like, I don't remember my great grandparents saying much about it or hmm. anything. That was just the difference. Of ask. Oh yeah. Yeah. But there was just growing up, there was like getting back to what you were saying. Like, I remember, I remember a time where a teacher did something really like bad mm-hmm. to me, not sexual or anything like that. Just, <laughs> right. just mistreated me really bad. Yeah. And I remember coming home and telling my parents like this, uh, this happened and it mm-hmm. bothered me a lot. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to, and my whole point of the conversation was how do I go back to school tomorrow after this happened. Right. Like, how do I confront this person? What do I do? Well, how do you occupy the same space? Yeah. Like, well, just how do I exist? Yeah. With after this? Yeah. And, and I think this is a problem that a lot of kids have 
growing up in their lives. Mm -hmm. There's a moment where everything's like smooth and and everything's great. And then there's this weird thing that happens and it just flips the table over. Mm -hmm. And then you have that next day where you're dreading, like, how do I deal with this? Like, how do I Mm -hmm. face this person? Because I had like three more months left of school. Like I had yeah, to yeah. go every day and deal with this teacher and and was uh, it Miss Barron? Because no, I had no. her and she was miserable. So what? What my parents ended up like? My parents took that well because I think it was the way I framed it, right? Because like I didn't just say, "Oh, this person did bad things to me." Yeah, no. Your question was my question was is how like how occupy- and that's where I that's where I know I was a different kid. I know yeah. I'm a different person. But, but like I framed it that way and, and they were like, okay, um, first off, let's have a discussion with this teacher and the principal, right? you know, and, and they still weren't, this is the funny thing though. They still didn't believe me. They didn't believe me until all this happened. Believe it or not, parents, there was a period of time where if a teacher said your child misbehaved, that was it. it. You won. Got in trouble. Yeah. Two, your parents would go and speak with said teacher. Mm-hmm. And if you were really bad, you would have been sent to the principal's office and then your parents would have had to come to get you. And then you would have had to deal with said consequences. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, there was a period of time where if someone in a position of authority said a child was misbehaving, shocker, that child was considered misbehaving and the parents would act accordingly. Yeah. Believe it or not. Oh yeah. No, here's, it, it went so far as this, like, cause this is my, my parents being old school city parents. Mm-hmm. If a neighbor said that I was doing something. Yeah. That's it. Yes. That's it. It's over. Yeah. There's no, there's no defense. No, there's no, no. nothing. There's no, my story. No, there's, there's not your there's side of it. None of that. No, stuff. no, none no, 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 no. And, and that, that was, that was my life with it. And, yes. and the thing was, my dad had that small takeout store. Yeah. He knew everybody. Yes. So I literally had these narcs all, all over, over the freaking yes. place. Cause they were all like, well, that's Frank's son. Yeah. You know? And, and if I was doing anything crazy, I remember like I would do stuff, I would come home and I was just too thick headed of a kid to fucking get it. Right. And I would come home and have dinner and I'm thinking my life's great. I had a great day yeah. and all that. And my dad would come home and be like, so what were you doing over behind the gas station? I'm like, how the fuck does he know that? You know, I was like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, no. And nah. somebody would just go. Yeah. There was people that literally went to my dad's store just to tell my dad what, what I was doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I saw your son doing this. I think you should know that. Yes. And that's gone now. It is. That part of it's gone because now if you were to do that, the parent would say, how dare you say that about my kid? Yes. Instant defense. How dare you say that about my kid? Who do you think you are? Or you were seeing it wrong. I love that statement. I love that statement. You were seeing it wrong. It's like you're telling a grown ass adult who's been seeing shit their whole lives. That That's all of a sudden, with your little baby fucking Jesus, yeah, you were seeing it wrong, you know. And you know that <laughs> phrase: "It takes a village to raise a child." Oh, it's true. That's what that was. Yeah, and you that don't have was, a... 
And you keep saying you want the village, yet when the village is telling you your child is an asshole, guess what? Your child is an asshole. And if you're completely oblivious to it, you're the reason why your child is an asshole. Well, it's not even just a village saying it. Honestly, if one person were to say, you know, I mean, like, honestly, if someone came up and they were like, look, I saw Jen with a guy. At the casino. At the very least, know, there like, should be questions. I'm at least going to say, yes. we need to sit down and talk and have a, uh, have a, I got some questions. Can we, can we have a discussion? About- Where were you the night of the fifth? You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just laugh because yes. with that, it's, and that's where, and honestly, trust me, I know this as a fact because I can't say shit. I don't say shit around kids anymore. No. I'll watch a kid doing something fucking crazy. Yeah. And guess what, folks? I just turn my fucking back. Yeah. And that's what it's gotten to now. Yeah. Especially someone who doesn't have kids. Because I not have, allowed to say anything. I have no voice. Yep. I have no voice at all on how a parent should or how a kid should be reared mm-hmm. or grown up or, or whatever. So that being said, parents. This is why I have Krampus. I see, <laughs> if I see your child with a... Let's just say a screwdriver heading toward an electrical outlet. Yeah, that's they're gonna discover I mean, what happens when you stick a yeah. screwdriver in an electrical outlet. If he's if he's heading towards another kid or something, like I will never I have a hard time watching someone else harm another person physically. I, I really have that's that's yeah. a hard thing for me. And the reason it's a hard thing for me is because I did things that I am not a fan about. Mm-hmm. And and that is me making amends on that. It's like, you right. know what? I, I did all those screw ups before, but I can make it right by trying yeah. to stop it in any way or shape or form that I see it at this point. Yeah. Cause that drives me nuts with the whole, and this is the whole apathy bit you talk about in the end, but drives me nuts. Every time I see a video of somebody getting beat up or something like that. And there's fucking 20 people just standing I'll there. I'll have watching. their cameras out. Not even cameras out. Just, just sitting there Standing watching. Standing there watching. And it yep. drives me absolutely crazy. What drives me crazy is the person who's taken the video where you could have just taken two seconds, dialed 911 and called for help. Oh, no. They, you know, they could, they but could do that. But you're just going to stand there and no, take but a video. No, but I'm just saying it's it's more the video is the source that shows that, though, babe. If it, it just... If that person didn't take the video, you would never know that there was 20 people watching. True. I don't guilt the person for the phone and taking the video. I re- There's guilt there. Yeah. I will assign some. But what's worse is the 20 people that are standing Again, around watching. So that it. gets to one of our rules. You yeah. can't you you can't just stand there. Well, no, you, you can't can. just stand there and let this shit happen because you know what? It's just going to continue to happen, and when it just continues to happen, it's going to get worse. No, no. So if you want things to get better, fucking suit up. No, but this is what I'm getting at, is that's the way it's... This is the one thing this podcast has taught me in the whole year we've been doing it, is that you've got shit hard-coded in your DNA and in your genes mm-hmm. that you can't change. And the fact is, is when they were hanging people, yeah. guess what? There was a gathering of people watching that. There was, yes. They do them right in town square. They had a freaking picnic at the battlefield in Gettysburg. No. So, I mean, I get it. No, I'm just saying actual, like, people getting shellackins. Mm-hmm. 
no wars, no battles, mm-hmm. no nothing. And, and they would go to the and when I say hangings, and when I yeah. say hangings, I'm not talking about American South. I'm talking about over in Europe. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, where they would get everybody into town, and it was a message to say if you stole from this guy or yeah. you stole from this, this is what the hell's going to happen to you. Yes, that's what it amounted to, mm-hmm. and it was that was its purpose of it. And then the problem was, is you had a lot of people that got into it way too much, which is the same thing as the fight. This is why I'm bringing up the fight. Okay. In a, in a group of 20 people, you're going to have a few people that, I hate to say it, are enjoying watching someone get their ass kicked. Yeah. There's, there's a handful of people that are doing that. You have this other group that's in the middle, and this is the problem, is the middle group that says, boy, somebody should really do something here. Yeah, you know what? And then you have the other small group that's the same as the ones that are really getting off on it that are just like deer in headlights stuck. Yeah. Like they can't accept what the hell's happening. They can't speak. They can't do anything. They're just stuck. And guess what? Those three groups of people have existed since man has been on this earth. Yeah. You're not changing it. You can say it needs to be changed. You can say it has to be changed. But it's not going to change because that's the three types of people in those situations. There's but the I ones want that to get... appeal to the person in the middle who says someone should do something. Yeah. You're someone. You can do something. No. Someone is someone else than them. It's like when everybody says, oh, I, I want change. I, I'm for the environment. This happened at our, our neighborhood back home in a town of uh, Hudson Falls where mm-hmm. my dad lives. They oh we got to get into fixing the environment we got to get into recycling we got to get into all that stuff so then they built a burn plant there mm-hmm. no they didn't want that yeah. not there build yeah. it somewhere else mm-hmm. it's the same thing with windmills yeah you know everybody's all for windmills until you have four of them in your peripheral out out your yard yeah. with these big tall things or somewhere nobody wants it in their yard nobody Correct. wants it in their mind not or their, their presence yeah. or anything like that and it's the same thing with Oh, somebody should do something about that. Just, uh, and I think that's something you've got to teach kids at a young age. You do. And that's where you're going to have a lot of onlookers now because they don't need to get involved in it. No. They just don't need to. Uh, where before I remember being a kid and I remember my dad having this talk. And I think this is why men should be around young boys mm-hmm. is the fact that my dad had a conversation where if someone is incapable of defending themselves, you have to help them. Yes. Doesn't matter if it's a guy, yeah. a girl, whoever. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of chivalry of manhood, so to speak. Yes. That it, and it's just something that I think needs to be drilled into small boys mm-hmm. as they grow up. Because even on the playground, there's that kid or there's that girl that gets picked on. Yep. And there the is. fact is, is you've got to, you've got to, you got to stand up and man up. But I don't think once you're an adult, I, I think it's it's just it's too not going to work. I think it's too late. It's kids. Kids need to have that drill. So you want to get rid of the bullying you know. problem? Then you say to your kid, if you see someone who can't defend themselves, help them. Well, and here's the funny thing. Even that a if lot it of, means just going and getting a teacher. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is something even parents don't like. Like mothers and mothers won't get this because they just don't understand how guys work. Yeah. Pretty much every guy that I've ever seen in my life, myself included, 
whoever gets into a fist fight with another guy, they end up being friends after. Yes. It's it's for the most part almost a hundred percent yes conclusive of it. The only way that changes is where you create those kind of rivalries for yes. your grudges for yes. the longest time. And that's the other side of it. That's the risk you take. But mm -hmm. like in high school, I remember there would be fights like every weekend. And yeah. we go over to the sand pits or the pine groves or wherever and watch these two kids duke it off. And it'd be drumming all week. Yeah. I'm going to kick your ass. It starts off with, you know, dude was talking to his girlfriend or something like yeah. that. And or, you know, was just talking shit about him and a friend of his heard it and another friend, you know, so they talked through and said, oh, you should see what, you know, Jimmy's fucking saying about you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So then it drums up all week. And then finally it meets, it gets this point in the school where like, I'm going to kick your ass Friday. Right. I want to meet you here or Saturday or wherever. Whatever. It was always yeah. after school. Mm -hmm. Everybody would walk. And the fact is, is they would fight. They go at it. And here's the thing with a fight. No one fucking wins. You both get your ass kicked. Right, yeah. I mean, one ultimately gets beat up worse than the other, but you're both sore the next fucking day. Yeah. You're both sore the next week. And the fact is, is that's how guys get respect for each other. Right. Is standing up, you know, and you look and you're like, well, you know, the fucking stand-up guy, he took a shellacking that I gave him. Yeah. You know, or this other dude's like, yeah, no, you know what? You are the shit. Yeah. It's how, it's how it works. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's, uh, I remember I was telling, uh, yeah, I'm going to, this is the last example, but how it, times have changed and I get, I'm talking like an old person, but in junior high school, if you had it out and you got in a fight in the school, the principal set would give you the option with parents consent to go into the gym yeah. Huge punching uh, gloves. Yeah, the boxing gloves. And and go it out there. And no one would be there. No yep. parents. No, no. Just the, the principal and the two kids. Yeah. I think that needs to come back. Yeah, because you. For, for guys. Yes. And, and they can, you know, and honestly, you don't hurt each other because they're big gloves and you tire right, out yes. and whatever. But you get it out of yeah. your system. The Krampus story, I think, needs to come back. <laughs> It's I, not, I think it's not a bad story. I think it's a great story. I think it's a great dynamic for the holiday. I think it's way better than Elf on the fucking shelf. So I like the actual breakdown they have from uh, folklore where they say Krampus shows up in town the night of December 5th, mm -hmm. known as Krampus night or Krampus night. And then the next day, December 6th is Nicholas Tog or Nicholas Day, yeah. St. Nicholas Day. And children would look outside their door to see if the, excuse me, the shoe or boot they'd left out the night before contains either presents, a reward for good behavior, or a rod, mm -hmm. which is what you get for your bad behavior. And I don't think that's bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just I, the symbolism. It's kind of like the all. present yeah. and the coal, but I like the fact that Krampus and Saint Nick are both there at the same time. They're in cahoots. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be like if Santa and Krampus were riding in the sleigh together, Santa would leave a present for the good boy and girl, and instead of getting coal, you know, Krampus would leave whatever. Oh, yeah. And and that's where I think, like, it needs to come back is to have that dynamic of it. Because, yeah. like, 
like I said, the elf you on the shelf thing. You need to know there's is, a consequence for yeah. your your actions that you can't just. And I mean, seriously, how great of a movie could you do with Krampus? They did do and a Saint pretty Nick. decent. No, I'm saying yeah. and St. Nick the pairing. Yeah. And the first thing I thought of when I was researching this and like reading about it was if they made a movie that crossed with Tim Allen being Santa and bad Santa with, um, what's his For- name there? Bad Santa would be Krampus. Yeah, Bad Santa would be Krampus. But who who played Bad Santa? I always forget his name. Um, uh, Billy. Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if Billy Bob Thornton was Krampus. Yeah. And and Tim Allen and they made a movie of them together, like hanging out. Yeah. You know, like oh, it's the beginning of the year, you know, and they and they just got their their two job roles. Right. Like I, there's a lot of ways like Hollywood or the movie industry could spin that to to make it like a cool, acceptable right. thing. And I think it would. It would show that you have consequences for things. Definitely. But at the end of the day, even like a bad kid still gets presents. Which sends a horrible message, by the way. Oh, no, it's terrible. It is. It is. And that's where I get back to, it's just going to be what it is. That's where. Also equally terrible. I'm just going to take a moment here because we are heading toward Christmas. And I just want to put out a plea to... Parents, especially parents with school-aged children, Mm -hmm. those of you who are doing well and wrap every present from Santa, which I have to say has never been my experience, and most of the kids that I went to school with, that was not their experience either. Santa brought that high, that... One I don't present. want to say high price, but yeah, high, that high, high value. value high that value. high value gift came yeah. from Santa. It was always wrapped in a special Santa paper, and it always said to Jen from Santa. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why more parents can't do that. Because when you have a kid who said, Santa brought me a whole new wardrobe, a PS4, four games for it, and the kid next to him got a package of underwear from Santa because that's all they could afford. Think of the message that's sending to the children. They have to live with each other. So maybe just dial it back, but also too. You parents who are doing well, you are doing well. Why are you diminishing your achievements? Have that one high-value gift from Santa, and then the rest comes from you to show that, yes, you know what? We're doing good. You've been good. We got you a bunch of stuff. See, that's where I just don't like... Personally, and this this comes from my end of the stick with it, I just I think the whole gift-giving thing with Christmas is... Just bad idea. I mean, I agree. I think it really I, I is. I think it should I mean, just be to get more to the heart of the about matter, giving it than needs to be like receiving. A, like, it needs to be exactly like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Over here, where you just get together for a meal. You're thankful to be around each other. You're thankful for yeah. where you are. You're thankful for what you're doing. Maybe you give an act of good deed. Like, you do something for someone else. Yeah. And that's your gift. Yeah, for, your gift is Christmas. to give someone... That would be great. But you know what? Pro- That's not going to happen. No, no. It's too commercialized for starters. Yeah. It really is. But, like, I grew up in a house that my parents gave as much as they could. Right. But it was nowhere near... No. ...what the other areas were. And I'm just being honest. As an adult, 
-hmm. 46 years of age. There was a lot of times where I just looked at Christmas and either my belief in Santa, Santa didn't give two shits about our house. Yeah, exactly. Didn't care. Yeah. Um, or, and that's a really good way for a kid to stop believing. Yeah. And it, stop believing, but it's more, it's stop believing in, in anything. Yes. You know, I yeah. mean, that's just, uh, I, I don't think people realize the fragility of they don't that situation. They don't. Cause I had a couple of friends that, I mean, they just got everything they fucking asked for. Well, I mean, everything. Just and I in mean, my family, I had cousins who did really well, and then I yeah. had cousins who were kind of, you know, level playing field, and it was, it was amazing. And I mean, when my parents were doing well, yeah, Christmas was great. Yeah. And then guess what? Well, you know, more kids come along. There's, yeah, there's it. It, the money just doesn't go as far, and. Christmas is still great. You know, I would still get, I I would say most of the time I did get that high value item, mm. but, but if for some reason I didn't get it, I got something similar. Yeah. Like it was along the same vein. No. And I mean, I got a lot of things, but then, you know, you also learn as a kid, like there's just things like my parents would be like, yeah, you can't ask for that. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, so-and-so and, and my parents were realists in that way where they were like, their parents are buying them that that's not coming from Santa. Yeah. You know, my parents would just physically say that to me. They wouldn't say yeah. Santa's fake no. or anything like that. They're just saying their parents are buying that. Cause yeah, I look back and I feel bad for my parents. Cause like I would sit there and I'd just be so upset. Cause like, you know, so-and-so oh. got this and, yeah. and I asked for it too and I couldn't get it. So why? Why did so and so get it? And I can't. And I yeah. can't. Mm -hmm. And and then that creates this whole just terrible situation. And let's be honest, uh, that's the you know, they talk about the holidays and how yeah. depression and stuff kicks up around the holidays. No surprise. <laughs> There's no surprise. No. There's no surprise. Is and it's it, even just something as little as yeah. like I'm so thankful for my very close friend who brought, cause my parents were divorced mm -hmm. at the time at the time they were divorced after I was 13. Yeah. But I, the ways of life brought me to him and his family and they right. would bring me in and I spent Christmas every year. Right. There I would, they do the feast of the fishes on Christmas Eve. Yep. And I was always, how many fishes seven? And I was how always, how many fishes? I was, seven. I was always, uh, always just demanded to go there mm -hmm. and my mom ended up going there and then yeah. we would have Christmas together my mom and I yeah. at the house and then I would go and see my dad you know when he was in town you know before he moved you know south and all Christmas that. And, for me but but it just uh like like you guys have a different value on Christmas than I do and like I yeah. try to have that discussion with your mother at one point it's like look I'm like you guys can do all this. I just don't want to. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do the gift giving and all that stuff. I right. don't want to do it. I don't believe in it. I just, I don't believe it's a good idea. Yeah. It brings stress. It brings yeah. complication. I love doing the presents for the children because at the end of the day, yeah. I really feel that's what it's all about. That's my compromises with the kids. But, but even yeah. that, like there just has to be a limit with it. Yeah. Cause it can go too far. Yes. 
and and it and it will go too far at some point. And then, you know, I mean, for example, like you and I are doing well. Yeah. And we could get those kids pretty much anything they want. And I did not buy the three foot animated T-Rex no. for my nephew because I decided he digs dinosaurs and maybe a moving dinosaur that's as big as or a little bit bigger than he is might not be the best <laughs> impression yeah. of dinosaurs. So I didn't do it. But that's but that's like getting into the whole Krampus theme and Christmas. We kind of wanted to mash this between Christmas and yeah. Krampus and all that. It's the Christmas episode, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's some things maybe that some listeners, maybe if you're not thinking about it, it's just something to consider. Yeah. You know, it really is something to consider. I know families that spend just thousands and thousands and thousands I do too, of dollars. And I also on know families that just can't. And I know those kids yeah. are in the same classes and they talk. And if you're already feeling less than, there's no better way to have it solidified than to have well, and here's the other thing. Then to have it essentially in school, rubbed in your face. Yeah, in school, I'm going to say this to parents as well. There is no one who likes the kid that got everything that day after Christmas no. when they return. No. And they hear everything they got. Yeah. Trust me, there's no one that likes that kid. No. No, They may be not. a favorite. They may be a favorite, but Doesn't that time matter. of year, they're just yep. going to be like, oh, God, do we have to hear again this year what everybody's going to, you know, what... So-and-so is going to get for Christmas. They're going to get everything they ask for, blah, 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 blah. And you know. then some. And that's where, like, look, if you're going to go that far with your kid, raise a nice, humble, modest, nice kid. Yeah. Because I went to school with them. Yeah. I went to school with kids that had great parents. Yep. Loving parents, stayed together. Yep. Successful jobs and careers. Mm -hmm. And, but also they were humble kids. Right. And it just, how was Christmas? Oh, it was good. Yeah. You could just say that. Yeah. Train the kid to, you know, train the kid, but, you know, teach yes. the kid to just basically say, that's enough. It was a great Christmas. It was great. And the thing is, is if other people are interested in what you got for presents, they're going to fucking ask you. Right. You don't have to tell everybody, but we're, yeah. we're in that age now. I hate to say it, you know, we're in an age where you got to tell everybody everything your you know all your achievements all, all your, your things all your you know. business yeah watch watch this what i can do with my feet isn't it amazing you know it's like mm. yeah whatever mm -hmm. fucking toolbox <laughs> <laughs> merry christmas everybody no merry krampus with with very humble heart uh merry christmas to all of you thank you so much for uh just an amazing year with the podcast here Yes. That's, uh, you've already given the greatest gift ever to us. Correct. Um, and, and we hope and that we've given you the gift <laughs> we've, of, we've hope we, I don't know, information. No, we just hope we replied. Maybe some in, entertainment. <laughs> we just hope we replied in kind. And, yeah. uh, yeah, be, be safe these holidays. Travel safe. Yes. Don't drink and drive. Correct. Find a, find a designated driver. Yep. Because that's the last thing people need is to remember every single holiday that that's something terrible happened. Right. Yeah. And again, it's not about the gifts. It's not about the physical things. No. It's the people. And and this is my beg and plea to is if you know somebody that doesn't have any family, 
doesn't have anybody around, at least reach out to them, talk yeah. to them. Yep. Invite them over. And if you don't want to invite them over, at least send them a meal. Or just, you know, something. Something. You know. That's, show, show them that they're not alone, they're not forgotten, that, yeah, they, yeah. that they are considered. And if you got a, a relative that you, you don't see, and it's not because of bad reasons, but it's just because of, you know, you're either Distance. sheltering in place or distancing yeah. or, or whatever, you know, just a, a, a phone call. Yeah. You know, is, is, uh, can make a, a huge difference in someone's day. It can. So what do we got next for the last bonus episode of the year? Boner episode number two is on freak freak shows, shows and sideshows. Freak shows and sideshows. Yep. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I thought I I thought I. This was a. This was one I pushed onto the heap. This is an old favorite uh, um, thing of mine. Yeah. Yep. So I. Um, I'm, and it is fascinating. And I'm very excited to do it. Okay. I've always loved the uh, the oddities of life, so to speak. Yeah. And this is the oddities to the extreme. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of the uh, the acts have amazing stories. Yes. I've uh, this is something I've always just kept with my whole life. Yes. And I'm uh, I'm very happy to have it to close uh, close the year. And we have to get rolling because Dino's got to eat. <laughs> So does Misty. Yeah. So yeah. rule number one. No Ouija boards. Two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. So no way down, no yeah. alien cult, heaven's gate, no uh, give up all your belongings and move yeah. to Jonestown, no uh, disconnect from your family, no, no Scientology, no... No uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. No, none of that. Sex. No apathy. You, you just, you need, We've beat apathy up You today, need so. to act to help enact a positive change in the world. And I cannot say, stress this enough. And if you yourself can't do it, then... Phone a friend. Teach your children to be better people so at least the next generation stands a chance. So with that being said... Have an amazing holiday break. I hope you enjoy your holiday, its respective holiday and what you're celebrating. Yes. We love you so much, and we're looking forward to the last bonus episode and starting the year mm-hmm. off to an amazing start. Yep. Uh, as always, stay, uh, stay safe out there with drinking and driving because it's such a festive uh, time. Yeah. Call an Uber. Yep. Call a friend. Yep. Have a designated driver if you don't want to do yep. any of those. Yep. It's not worth it. No, it's not. And it's expensive. Yes, <laughs> It's it very is. expensive. With that being said, have a lovely day, a wonderful week. And make good choices. Take care, folks.